0: This is your host, Tyler Blair, and thank you for joining, and welcome to the New Limits Podcast. If you're looking on taking your life and your real estate business to the next level, then you're in the right place. Now, to start things off, I want to admit something. I'm not an expert in any of the topics that we'll be discussing on this show. The guests that I bring on, however, I believe are experts in their fields, and I truly believe if you want to get to New Limits, you have to network with people that are smarter than yourself. This is the whole reason why I started this show, and I hope that you get some value out of it. And without further ado, let's hop into the episode. It's an absolute honor to have our first guest be Bogan Stitzel. Bogan has been a St. Pete local since his early college days in 2013 at USF. Starting his career in property management, Bogan soon realized that the 10% of rents model just wasn't working for him, so he got his real estate license. Bogan went from renting in 2020 to owning two properties, one of which he uses as a rental. He prides himself on being the go-to agent in Coquina Key, a beautiful neighborhood in the Berg, and has an amazing and humorous approach to social media. This is a value-packed episode, so let's hop in.
1: How's your morning going? Just getting started now. Easy day. Monday, we joke, is a... uh, uh, Just hanging out. It's a a what? It's the Realtors Sunday. Is Monday, yeah, because that's yeah. I when mean, all the clients are busy. Everybody's back at work. Nobody wants to deal with my shit. They want to get their own shit done on Monday morning. So really, I get, finally, I get to finally slow down, take a little bit of a breath. You know, I, not every Monday morning, but I thought that it's a little slower Mondays. You
0: know, if you have a listing that's going on live Friday, you kind—I guess we're not in that market anymore.
1: I mean, typically we're going to put our th- listings live on Thursday yeah um we're gonna follow we normally tell our people we follow up with our sellers on tuesday so i mean yeah. monday is not Monday's not an off day it's a slow day okay but, uh, cool. yeah but uh you know getting started slower this morning just hanging out played with some plants in the garden took care of all the animals that's you know, awesome some, some stretching that kind of stuff you I already did instruction this morning stretching stretching. stretching i was like wow you're
0: <laughs> You're impressive construction. (laughs) Well, yeah, let's hop into it. I got a list of some questions I'm going to go through and ask you, um, Mm. answer them as best as you can. I'm just, you know, I want to get people on this podcast that are a little bit more intelligent than me in certain realms Mm. and yeah, you're, you've been an agent for a while. So can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? How long have you been an agent? How long have you been in real estate?
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Born and raised Plant City, Florida. That's actually how we met each other. For those mm-hmm. of you that don't know, fun fact. Um, came to St. Pete in 2013 to go to college at USF. Um, graduated from USF in 2017. But while I was there, I started helping uh, with some property management. So in 2015 mm-hmm. is kind of technically when I got into, quote, the industry. Yeah. Um, managed about, I think it was like 90-ish, 90 to 100 single-family rentals. Mm. Um for a company, help them do that. I was kind of their um, second in command kind of listing assistant and everything like that. Um, But it got to a point where she would just told me, she's like, I either need you to get your license or I'm gonna fire you because I just have too much work for someone to do that you can't legally do. Yeah, so that's how you kind of got the license. (laughs) And so I was like, okay, well, I mean, I don't really wanna get fired, so I think I'll get the license. So she helped (laughs) me get the license, we worked through that. Uh, Once I did get my license, kind of had the reality check that like, it's pretty much the same amount of work to show somebody a bunch of rentals Mm -hmm. and then sign all the rental paperwork and do all the background checks and all that as it is to sell somebody a house. And instead of getting 10% of the the rent value, which I mean, now that sounds better. But even then, I think our average rental was maybe like 1600, something like that, you know, not very high. so. I'm getting 10% of that. You know, I'm getting $160 to rent out that unit and drive around town all day. Or I could go get 3% of a listing and make, you know, nine or $12,000. So I very quickly realized, yeah, very quickly realized, well, my time's not very well spent here doing the whole rental thing for somebody else. Um, you know, I love doing them for myself. Now I have a couple rentals of my own now and it's very different, but you're just doing busy work and getting 10%. It's uh. It's a hard living to make. So I made that transfer in 2017 um, over into the sales realm. And I've never looked back. Wow.
0: So it was kind of like an ultimatum that got you into getting their license.
1: Pretty much. I mean, I'd always liked it. Um, My mom is one of those like crazy moms that would like drag me around to open houses all weekend. And like she was a flipper. And like I kind of had the like the knowledge and just kind of always thought it was fun. I mean, even when I was like bored in school, I would just go drive around neighborhoods and like look at houses and stuff and, you know, just kill While time on bike rides. and like, During the school day? Not during the school uh, day, but like during college, like when I was just like bored and like wanted to yeah. go, like or I'd make sure I'd take the long way to a coffee shop or something so I could drive through old Northeast and just kind of look at all the houses and dream, you know? Yeah. But I always kind of had that like eye for it. I just kind of always drew me. I kind of always liked it. And then, you know, once someone kind of forced me into it, it, it was a perfect fit. You know, I don't, I don't think I ever had the intentions. I tell people Mm -hmm. like my degree is health science. I thought I was going into like Mm -hmm. pharmaceutical sales or like managing a hospital or something like that. I definitely didn't think it was houses. Yeah. I did always know it was some sort of sales just with the personality and what I like to do. I wasn't getting trapped behind a desk. I had to be outside. Mm -hmm. Um, But who knew it would have been houses. Pharmaceutical sales.
0: Uh, pharmaceutical or medical
1: equipment that was the two goals originally
0: i guess it never really turns out the way that you think it's going to turn out
1: (laughs) right my mom and i were just talking about that
0: but it always Uh, turns out the way that you you should have it turn out if that makes sense
1: yeah honestly i think medical would have been a little stuffy for me
0: yeah that makes Uh, sense
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so
0: with you being in the market for so long, your main market is Pinellas County, St. Petersburg, Uh, Coquina Key is your neighborhood. You watch it like a hawk. Um, You got some good tips on that. Uh, (laughs) What's the current pulse of the St. Pete market? I know, you know, before mother's day, we were kind of in like, we're going 160 miles an hour. Things were slowed down. What is going on in Pinellas County?
1: Yeah, I would say a, a deep breath is a good way to kind of explain it to people. Um, as the rates have drastically increased, that's really slowed down the buying power. Mm. Um, it's really all depending on how big of a, how big of a graph you kind of want to look at. If you want to go back six months, if you want to go back one year, if you want to go back five years, um, historically speaking, we're still above, above average market. Mm. Things are moving faster than they sh- should be. Um, things are selling for more than maybe they should. Um, But also, I think that that's just kind of normalizing and kind of people realizing what we finally have. Yeah. Um, I mean, before the pandemic, I think the average time to a contract was 28 days. We're at 16 days now, which is like people think that's so crazy long because the average a year ago was four But like, that never happened. (laughs) Like, that was the weirdest time ever. it into Um, perspective. So even now, like, someone like me who's been in the industry since 2015, Mm -hmm. I still think this is a little too fast. I'm like, man, we need to, like, you know, buyers need some time, like, Mm -hmm. to think about stuff. We need time for inspections, which we're getting, finally. Um, And so I, I call it more of a deep breath and a normalization than anything really, like, super worrying or scary. I'm loving it. I feel like I'm finally thriving again. Yeah, um, you know, buyers are getting good deals. um Sellers are willing to make repairs. You're not having to come out of pocket a hundred thousand dollars over the list price. Um, yeah, you know, you're not having to waive inspections. You're not having to do all this crazy stuff that was really, was really putting the buyer at risk. I mean, it was all yeah. risk in the buyer's part. The seller was just cashing giant paychecks. But <laughs> they now were. it's kind of changing. Yeah, and so I, as a buyer's agent, I'm loving it. I think it's great. Um, I think the normalization is exactly what we needed. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see how this continues. Um, last Friday, rates started to drop. That continues. Prices are going to go back up. People are going to start to flood the market again. Um, I mean, the real thing that's holding people back right now is just the affordability of rates. Yeah. In January, if you bought a $500,000 house, you'd be paying less monthly than a $370,000 house today. Yeah. So wow. when you just lost over a hundred thousand dollars of your buying power and you haven't done anything different, you know, you've still got the same job, you've still got the same bills, but now you can afford a hundred thousand dollars less of house that really freaked people out. Yeah. Um. But that's starting to come back down and we're starting to get to a new again, a new normal for whatever that means. Um, and that's really what I'm seeing is just kind of a, a normalization out of that crazy frenzy yeah thanks for that thanks for that explanation
0: um with you mentioned a point in there um you seem to be bothered by agents and lenders creating this narrative that buying a house now with high rates and less competition is better than paying low rates with 100k over ask um what is your reasoning for that and what's the actual math on that for yeah, people that so, don't understand
1: yeah, yeah yeah so i'd have to i'd have to bust out the calculator to do the actual math but there's a couple points, um, you know, in some, the joke I always make with all of my clients because it's the answer to every single question it's ever asked in real estate is, it depends. Um, it just, de- <laughs> it depends on yeah. so many things. Um, so the argument they're making right now is that to pay a hundred thousand dollars over the list price on a house one year ago is actually worse <laughs> Than to pay $30,000 under the list price now, even yeah. though one year ago the interest rate was about three and a half percent, and now it's about seven percent, so almost double. Um, actually, it is basically yeah, double. the interest up, rate, up, exactly yeah. double. Um, but exactly, it's you know to the you know point, blah 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 blah. If you go and get the technical rate, but we're ballparking about seven, a little yeah. under now as of Friday, um, and so. If you're looking at out-of-pocket expenses for the buy, Mm -hmm. if you're looking at at negotiation abilities, um, if you're looking at seller concessions, I totally agree with the statement that they're trying to make that now is a better time to buy. Mm -hmm. And that's because you are coming out of pocket less. I'm getting sellers. I mean, I just had one VA guy. The seller's paying 4%. We're giving him some credits. I think he's buying. It's almost $400,000 house, and he's going to come out of pocket less than four grand so like if you're considering that great time to buy right now your out-of-pocket expenses will be low yeah the catch is your monthly expense like the point i just made if you'd bought in january you could afford a five hundred thousand dollar house your average mortgage payment would be like about twenty five hundred bucks now three hundred and seventy five thousand dollar house it's about twenty five hundred bucks so like Is that better to me? I don't really think so. I'd rather get way more house and have the same monthly payment. And then when you consider the interest rate too, now over the life of this 30 year loan, that $500,000 house add in, you know, 30 years of interest, you've paid about $880,000 by the time you're done paying for it. $370,000 house with 30 years of interest, but the interest rate is double You're paying almost a million dollars. It's like 990 or something. I'd need to run the math exactly. Again, it's in one of my YouTube videos or my Instagram videos if someone wants to go look at the exact numbers. But I mean, in that regard, I would say you're not better off buying right now. And agents aren't explaining that they're just trying to push these like, push button topics and not give any of the like, finesse to the to the subject. I feel like a lot of agents
0: don't really know, you know, a lot of them, a lot of them became agents in the past two years, myself included, mm-hmm. but you know, they don't understand the math. They aren't homeowners themselves. They, you know, they, all they know is sell, sell, mm-hmm. sell, 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 sell. And mm-hmm. you called, you called an agent out via Instagram. Uh, how did that turn out? Was, did you like it? not her? like it. You didn't she did not like it at all. What'd you say? You didn't convert
1: um, she's not I buying mean, a house
0: from you. I don't think so.
1: No, maybe not. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know, so didn't what expect if- her to, I'll be honest, but you know, yeah, she didn't love the idea. And she had again, it's one of those things where it's always it depends. I can make yeah. good points on either side, but my job is to honestly assess the situation for my clients to mm-hmm. tell them the full story and so that they can understand, like. Yeah. And I'm fully upfront. You'll pay more for a house right now over the long term. Yeah. But you'll pay less over the short term. What's more important to you? Do you want to collect a lot of houses? Might Now might be a good time to start collecting because your out-of-pocket expenses are going to be low Yeah. five, six, seven years from now. If the rates come down real good and you've got a lot of equity, refinance into something better. Now it's an even better investment. Um. Whereas like a year ago, man, I was telling my flippers, I was telling everybody, stay out. It is not worth competing. If you pay a hundred grand over and then you open up this wall and there's a really big problem, you might've just eaten two or three years of profit from your flipping business. Yeah. On average, you might only make 30 to 50 grand per house. So if you got a bid a hundred thousand dollars over to get this project, Mm -hmm. You might be upside down. So, well, you know, most it of the flippers
0: were depending on the wholesalers to go and find those off market situations. People weren't mm-hmm. really buying on market properties during that upswing. I mean, there's definitely people that were. You can always negotiate a good deal on market, but, you know, look the smart ones those. were definitely.
1: Yeah, that's, that's for sure.
0: You want to look for those, uh, you know, like people go through personal situations every single day in this world mm-hmm. that, you know, maybe they didn't just sell. You shouldn't always just depend on the market for that. But um, it was it was a crazy time. I mean, we were walking. I was walking into houses that had, you know, rat poop everywhere, holes in the walls and people were still paying half a million dollars for them in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Crazy stuff, you know? Yeah. But um, real quick, what are uh, what are some of the desirable school zones in Pinellas County? You know, like, what are some of the neighborhoods that haven't really slowed down? People are always going to be bidding for those places.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, in Pinellas County, school zone is kind of like a, a no-no word because we joke that we don't have any good schools. Like if, you, <laughs> if you really want to send your kid to a, quote, good school, you're going to a private school, which kind of sucks, especially yeah. for, like, For us coming from hillsborough county where we're like top 10 schools in the nation as public schools something crazy um but i will say that you know it's kind of it's kind of where you expect most of the north side is always pushing um it's more it's really less school zone driven and more just convenience driven so like you know the, the locations that are really close to downtown are just getting better and better and better. They're getting more and more expensive. The locations on the water. I mean, the, I don't think I've been able to find anything for less than a million dollars on the water, even if it's a shithole. It's yeah. crazy. I mean, so those kinds of locations, even down here in what's supposed to be like the bad side of town, mm-hmm. it's like still so million dollar houses all over the place. The like, south you know, side. Yeah. Oh no. Like <laughs> it's it's silly. People just don't realize. But uh yeah, I mean it's 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 a geographical thing really. I mean, I joke that like all of Florida is kind of like Disney World or something. You're just trying to get close to the best attractions. So like yeah. you know, downtown beaches, convenience to airports, all those kinds of things. If you've got one of those big features, you're probably not gonna see a big slowdown in your pricing or anything. I mean yeah. Well, what what neighborhoods are I mean, more I, desirable? Uh, let's 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 finance your or like finesse your question a little bit here desirable in what way are we trying to get a profit are we just trying to get like where the most people want to be where people are willing to pay the most money where what are you mean people by desirable? Pay,
0: where are in the pace there's the typical american family that's coming from new york california wherever mm-hmm. moving to florida they find saint pete pinellas county where are they looking
1: yeah um So more like high-end, like you're saying, New York, L.A., California buyers, they're looking at more of those like either brand-new designer condo high-rises right in the heart of downtown, or they're looking at mostly our historic zones and our beaches. Mm -hmm. Um, Like Rosier Park. Again, kind of the convenience thing, but like, yeah, Rosier Park over the last 10 years has exploded. It went from like scary to like doctor's bid and literally we will get into like fights over Mm. who can buy that house. Some nice houses there. They're nice, and they're two blocks from doctors. Walk across the street and up into their, you know, ER floor or whatever they do, and yeah, like get paid a three quarters of a million dollars or whatever to do it. Like, so they're loving it, and they can walk to work. Yeah. Um, also, the obvious ones like Old Northeast, Woodlawn, Circle. Um, I mean, Kenwood is always popping off. It depends, yeah. you know. It's when you get into those higher price points it's really weird because they're much more like influential buyers so they like the original they don't mind that stuff looks old as long as it's like well maintained and stuff so yeah they're kind of looking for more of that like prestigious look thing to own yeah it's like a gucci purse or something like that like yeah it's just like a it's a status kind of that makes thing sense to fit well, into the neighborhood with the antique old school house that yeah. i have you know <laughs> gotta get the antique everybody to do anything oh you have a plumbing problem let's get the 100 year old antique plumber because you still have old pipes and blah 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 like stupid you ever heard of clay pipes clay plumbing uh, yeah not often but yeah Sheesh. can you imagine Most everything we have start well, not most everything with the average thing you'll see here is the cast iron we got that shit everywhere Do you not remember playing. when it
0: when it rained a really long time ago and all the streets got flooded which time Man, oh did that happen multiple times i just remember driving it yeah for sure yeah it just mm. flooded like crazy um so what's Especially your main
1: okay oh, yeah. flooded
0: man that was a bad day for me i don't want to go into too much detail but it was a weird day motorcycle day <laughs> no it was a car day but what's your uh <laughs> yeah what's your uh main marketing strategy my main marketing
1: strategy yeah, how do you is how open houses people? and what'd you say? How do you reach the people? Yeah. Opening houses on Instagram. Um, I love Instagram. I'm on there cracking jokes like all the time. I would say I'm definitely not your like average realtor when it comes to Instagram and uh, what's good. Yeah. I try to be funny, but also informational. Um, you know, the thought process I always give it is like, if it were a TV show, there needs to be like balance of commercials and like real programming so yeah you know, i try i try and slide some like real estate stuff in there that's not quite as funny and a little more educational but then I also try and give you something worth coming back for and something that you'll remember um give them some dopamine so that and then open houses i freaking love open houses do dude. you i i love them it's like shooting fish in a barrel like you know they're not <laughs> I will say it's not like, you know, there's not a hundred percent conversion or anything. You might have three or four bad ones, but there's not another place that you can be where there's going to be more people who have nothing to do, but either buy or sell their home. Yeah. Why do you go to an open house? You're either curious about what your neighbor's house just sold for, or you want to buy a house, or you are thinking about selling your house? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, there's just, again, it's shooting fish in a barrel. So I love it. I go knock the neighborhood. I go flyers. I go do it all. And then if it's slow, I sit there and I make some reels and I crack some jokes and I have a good time. So, I mean, I love the open houses. That's awesome. It's the way to go.
0: I was never an open house kind of person, but like one of the only listings that I had in Colorado was actually from an open house. So
1: Mm -hmm. no, they're successful. I would say it's like I said, you don't, it's not a hundred percent conversion rate. You know, I probably, I don't even know how many open houses I've had more than I'd like to admit. And yeah. more than I'd like to admit of them, I've gotten zero clients from. But I had one open house that I got three clients and turned $1.7 million worth of transactions out of. Wow. One day. I sat there for three hours. Three clients. Open houses. Yeah. Three clients, almost $2 million in one morning. That's
0: incredible. I'll go and sit there go the whole open rest houses. of the year. Yeah. I'll go
1: sit there the whole rest of the year and get nothing. <laughs> worth it still. So you know it's a yeah. numbers game. It's it's a hundred nos for a yes, but dude, I, there's yeah. If you can take, if you the think nose. about it like fishing or something, like there's not a better place where the the, the bait is gonna be. Like you know, yeah. like, they're coming to you. So I literally. see I see
0: sales a little differently than the fishing. I used to call it fishing, um, back when I had imprint and I was just selling t-shirts and stuff. But now as I've grown, mm-hmm. I've realized that sales is more of a uh, gardening. You know, like you are planting relationships and you're nourishing those relationships.
1: It's a little bit of everything, honestly. I look at it from so many different ways. It depends on what point of the sales pipeline I'm in. Yeah. How I look about, how I look at it. But I, I'll I agree see what you're you. saying. I'll agree with you for sure. I, and there's definitely like a there's a hunting aspect to it it's like a hunting kind of fishing um you know i compare it to dating sometimes also like yeah just like how to read people how to talk to people how to put yourself out there and like make a connection um gardening i compare it to gardening or farming as well like planting that seed and coming back to water it um then like the negotiation i always jokes poker like you know just sitting there holding my cards like trying to beat your yeah. hand i might be bluffing like who knows what you're holding who knows what i'm holding i but definitely like, see the
0: negotiation as like a battle like this you know, is it's hun- like this is hunting match like yeah yeah it always mm-hmm. starts always starts super low anchor mm-hmm. them. if you're trying to come in if you're trying to get something for 250 say well i'm in mean, 220 is really where i want to be at but mm-hmm.
1: you know we could do 230 mm-hmm. yeah well and the smart thing too is like you don't have to do this as much because you're not much as much on like the realtor Excuse me, one second. I just got
0: to pop up. I mean, you you're not as... Be surprised you're not as much, much like is... the a
1: client-facing side. I do a lot of negotiations. No, but what I was going to say is like negotiating for someone else. You're negotiating for yourself. So you know what's going on in your own head. Well, I do have time. buyers
0: and my buyers are cash buyers you know they're my investors they're my clients i have to go to bat for them and i got to get them the best deal possible
1: for sure but isn't that after the fact for you aren't you going to get the deal and then you're going to go present it to them maybe i misunderstand the process i mean yeah yeah, it's different
0: for the most part i mean i've cultivated those relationships to understand what like what is an Mm -hmm. actual deal but you know i'm trying to get the best possible price for them and i'm trying to get the best possible price Mm -hmm. for myself you know if i get something and i lock it up and i think it's a good deal to me you know that person Mm -hmm. is completely different than me they could say Mm -hmm. dude that's not a good price and then where am i at i'm stuck with a Mm -hmm. contract that's not going anywhere Mm -hmm. and then i'm burning bridges left and right yeah i guess
1: i guess the difference that i see is like I'm stuck in the middle right from the beginning. Like, I'm yeah. not even negotiating what I think is a fair price half the time. Half the time, yeah, I'm like, yeah. all right, here, here's all the comps. Here's what you should do. And they're like, nah. That's, that's what not do what we want. <laughs> and you're like, bro, that's, like, that's not right. You shouldn't do that. And you're like, mm, but I'm going to. Okay. Well, how do I take this shit offer and present it as a not shit offer to the seller? Yeah, so then you have to be like, so then, like you were saying, you go into like, all right, well, you know, I'll, I have this kind of prep talk with my buyer of like, look, man, it's worth this. I don't think you should pay any more than this. We're yeah. going to start all the way down here so that when the seller starts to kick with me, I can pretend like I'm negotiating, but I already know what this guy wants in the background. I'm just slowly teeing it up to the deal that he wants, but it looks like I'm negotiating. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's the fun part for me is sometimes I'll be just straight stuck in the middle of a buyer and a seller trying to represent a deal that's like, yeah, not that great for either of them. But that's what they want. And I'm like trying to explain to them like, guys, no, 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 no. Yeah. Listen to me a little bit. Like, maybe I've done this before. Maybe I can help you both here. I'm
0: dealing with agents (laughs) as well. That's my main lead generation is Mm -hmm. agents. So I'm dealing. I always have someone in the middle that I'm dealing with a very emotional, very emotional. Yeah. Very that,
1: emotional seller. Me.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm over here yeah. stating all the facts. This is what it's going to be worth. You know it. And then you have a seller that's like, no, that's yeah. not true. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. thing, exactly. we had kids in this thing, you I know?
1: know? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Getting kicked from both sides. With rates getting higher,
0: (laughs) yeah, with rates getting higher, uh, do you have any lender programs that you're excited about? And um, are you willing to do a shameless plug for the lender that you use?
1: Always, always, always. So, a couple of the programs I'm most excited about first and foremost, always VA buyers, dude, veteran, active duty, if you served in the military and were were, um, discharged honorably. You have the most amazing programs right now, especially with the current market. They're like zero down payments some very minimal closing costs, which I'm getting mostly negotiated to be paid for by the seller. Um, myself and the lender that I'm about to shamelessly plug will also give you a $500 closing credit because we really appreciate what you guys do. So as a VA Holy crap! I don't think you could get a better deal right now, even with the high rates. You know, the at again that out of pocket expense. You're at like almost nothing. Yeah. Um. You know, I can I bought a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar house last year and came out of pocket almost twenty grand. This guy's buying a four hundred thousand dollar house and he's taking like I think it was like thirty eight hundred bucks, forty two hundred dollars, something like that. Wow. So like the programs are just crazy for the VA guys. Um, the other ones that I really have been pushing for the people that will qualify, it's called a community heroes program. Mm. Um, so it's like about this. doctors, city workers, firefighters, police officers, um, nurses. There's a, the list is disgustingly long. It's like a whole page of like so many occupations. It's overwhelming, mm-hmm. um, But they're very similar to the VA product. Um, They're really trying to push them here. So you're getting these really low closing costs, maybe Mm. even some credits and stuff. Um, That's nice. Yeah. So those are the two main ones that I'm pushing to people. Um, The other thing that I push to people is just the regular ones. Yes, rates are high, but if you have have closing costs and you have the stuff, I mean, the FHA loans, three and a half percent out of pocket. Mm I would say, still, even with the high rates, my average buyer is somewhere around fifteen thousand dollars out of pocket, fifteen to twenty grand. Yeah, which, like, don't get me wrong, that's a lot of money. I know most people don't have fifteen to twenty grand just sitting around. Um,
0: which is, it, which we really need to like fix. normalize. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. That, I, di- you I, know. I did just get the ten minute warning on Zoom. I'm gonna definitely okay. have to figure out how to format this differently so that we could because i could talk all day
1: oh you. dude i can yeah i'll go forever
0: two, two little boys from plant city that just <laughs> got into real well, estate
1: how about this maybe the best way to format is a little teaser for this one this is a little uh sneak peek maybe we can do another one next week or something that's yeah. a little longer get Have a little Bogan bit more depth two. for people yeah going to a part two yeah and then uh shout out your lender also oh ryan lazinski I don't know how to spell his last name because there's too many Zs and <laughs> I's and L's and I, but I can find it real quick. Shout out my boy Ryan. Ryan is awesome. Is
0: he on Instagram?
1: He's, he is on Instagram. I'll tag him. Yeah, we'll tag him in there. But Ryan is amazing. Go to my uh go to my Instagram. If you just put L-I-Z, his Instagram tag is home loans and more motorcycles. Nice. Um, but Ryan is awesome, dude. Super awesome. Just straight up guy. He'll tell you how it is. He knows how to get get these deals pushed through. He used yeah. to be more on the back end side. And then he came to the lending aspect on the front end as a sales guy. So now he kind of has all the tips and tricks under his pockets. I mean, that's I seen, awesome. Ryan I Lezinski. call him for my problem. Ryan Lazinski, right? Lazinski, yeah. He's sick. He's super, super sick. And he's a stand-up guy. Like I said, he's willing for those VA guys. He's matched my $500 contribution as for closing credits, too. So
0: wow. if you're willing to
1: use me and Ryan together, you'll get another $1,000 off your closing costs, as well as what I'm going to negotiate down for you as a VA buyer. So, Yeah. Uh, you know, and with the race high, guy. you can save saving as much money as you can is Dude, the way to as go. Much, yeah, yeah, as much money as possible for these guys. They earned it, man. They yeah. earned it for and- sure, so...
0: Bogan, I really appreciate you taking the time this morning, hopping on here, answering some questions, because I, you answered a lot of questions that I had moving into a new market. Um, last and not least, where where can everybody find you?
1: Yeah, Instagram is the go-to place to go. Um, there's not a whole lot of us Bogans. There are very, very few. Um, but if you search Bogan buys the Bay, I'll pop up real quick. There's underscores if it gives you a hard time. But again, there's not very many Bogans. Um, you can also find me on Facebook. Just search Bogan. My last name is Stitzel, S-T-I-T-Z-E-L. I'm with A Better Life Realty, as I'm sure you kind of figured out with the big graph. I love how me. you set that back
0: there. That's awesome. <laughs> That's the first um, thing I saw. I was like, genius.
1: <laughs> but yeah, um, we work all over the greater Tampa Bay, like I was saying earlier, born and raised in Plant City. So I'm very familiar with the Hillsborough County market. I do most of my business now in the South Pinellas market, just because that's where I live and love. Yeah. Um. But we're willing to go all over. We have agents from Zephyr Hills. We have agents in Dade City. We have agents in, uh, we're all over the place now. We go over the bridge to Sarasota. I got clients that way. Whatever you need, mm. we're willing to help it anywhere in the Tampa Bay area. <laughs> um, if I'm too lazy to drive, I'm sure I've got another agent that's closer. So, Well, what about <laughs> the dog? Probably not too lazy to drive, though.
0: The, the pup event that you have you throw on a puppy event also
1: oh the yappy hour yeah that's a little fun thing that i do every friday um i live on coquina key about three blocks from my house is the dog park so every friday we'll go and show up and just hang out that's a, a nice dog park. it's a great little dog park Well, great big dog park actually it's a pretty Massive. big one. um yeah and it's it's pretty mellow it's kind of hidden back in the island so there's normally not a bunch of crazy people it's not like north shore where there's like five million dogs and nobody it's, watches it smells them like but,
0: it smells like urine everywhere uh-huh, yeah and the
1: dog is like off there in the corner not being watched by his owner like starting to fight and shit yeah it's, it's a better <laughs> it's like it's a good little park um so yeah we do that as well also i guess how much time do we have? Like we're having a food drive this Friday. I don't know if anybody's interested in that, but yeah. Green bench brewing from six to 8 PM. We're having our collection party. If you want to bring some cans, bring some boxes, whatever you want, it's free to come. Yeah. The crew hang out, have a good time. If you can't come, but you do still want to donate message me some other way. I'll figure out a way to get them from you. Um, but we're, we're helping feed St. Pete, which is a, a, uh, community association down here in the south side with the
0: uh, ray works with feeding tampa bay
1: you know that right i did not know that you should okay, definitely did, reach out okay yeah we're working with we're going to do another one um i think we're going to do a toy drive for december nice after, so so maybe i could reach out and help do something with her for that one yeah but uh, or maybe they yeah, could re- trying to do something. offer some
0: assistance as well you know they're yeah, always trying to cool. help out
1: yeah either way would be great so
0: well awesome saint pete puppies attacking other instagram you know influencers for putting out misinformation bogan you've grown into an awesome young man you got two 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 places they look beautiful and i really appreciate you hopping on here man i'm looking forward to doing business with you in the future and just seeing you grow as a person so yeah man i'm
1: excited for you welcome back we missed you the king has returned we're ready for
0: you to be back man the king is back baby (laughs) <laughs> All right, Logan. I hope you enjoy right, the rest of your day. Be good, bro. Have a good Thanks.
1: day. Bye. Bye.